0: Hey friends, just wanted to let you know that you might want to listen to this episode first before you listen with kids around. And by way of reminder, Join the Journey Junior is a great resource for families with kids.
1: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter.
0: Thanks for joining. Today, we are in 1 Samuel 18 and 19, covering a handful of topics. We've got the harmful spirit, the dowries of foreskins, and Jonathan and David's relationship, their friendship. And here in the podcast studio, I have Jonathan and David themselves. Glad no, to be here. I'm just kidding. It glad is Jordan Thompson. He's uh-huh. back. And for the first time ever, Ryan Gerhan.
2: So glad to be here.
1: Let's go, Ryan. That- <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Guys, we're real life friends.
0: They really are. That's actually why we brought them here. We're
1: not just pretending.
0: So I thought it'd be fun. You know, normally we do the little testimony section, but because you guys are best friends in real life, what's something fun that's been going on?
2: I have a story from just recently (laughs) that I think will paint a a good picture for the people about our friendship. I was cooking (laughs) dinner recently with a friend and we were making shrimp as a part of our meal. In
0: your kitchen.
2: In our kitchen. Not our kitchen, in a kitchen.
0: In a kitchen. And Got it. Okay.
2: as I was preparing that, I, I was removing the tails off the shrimp because that's the best way to cook shrimp. And as I was doing that, I noted to this person, Jordan gets really, really mad when he gets a shrimp dish where the tails haven't been removed. And that person just responded and was like, that kind of sounds like something a husband and a wife would know about each other, <laughs> which kind of is a good picture of six years of roommates
0: that sounds like a deep friendship we're gonna to get to jonathan and david here in a second but let's start with the contrast actually between saul and jonathan the father's son and i think i'm gonna pitch it to you ryan
2: yeah so obviously we have seen up to this point that saul struggles mightily with fear of man that that has influenced the way that he has led the nation of Israel, and it has actually been a part of why God has now departed from him and his spirit is no longer on him. And a verse personally that is challenging to me and is a good reminder to me, Proverbs 29, 25 tells us that the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. And that's not the way that Saul is operating. And it's caused Saul to act in all sorts of erratic ways to the point of starting to try and kill the most trustworthy servant he has in his kingdom. And the difference between the way that Saul saw David and Jonathan saw David is that Saul saw him as a threat to his security, whereas Jonathan saw him as a savior of God's people. And Jonathan's concern wasn't with maintaining power and influence and position, which he rightfully could have had. He
0: could have. He sh- could have been the next king.
2: Right. He's the, he's the heir apparent. He's the son of the king. And so he's the prince who should take the throne, but instead he willfully surrenders that position and he trusts that God's plan is better. He wants to support God's anointed, not grasp that for himself. And so we see a really stark contrast between father and son in the way one is committed to getting his own glory and one is committed to God receiving glory.
1: Yeah, it really feels like like a hubris versus humility. Hmm.
2: Absolutely. That's it's actually way to sum it up. Right. Um, it makes me think of this quote from the screw tape letters. C.S. Lewis writing from the perspective of demons trying to tempt believers. And he says that the enemy wants him in the end, man, to be so free from any bias in his own favor that he can rejoice in his own talents as frankly and gratefully as his neighbor's talents on a sunrise, an elephant, or a waterfall, which is really just to say that you can so rejoice in what God is doing through another person that it's not competition to you. It's not threatening to you.
0: That's so good.
2: Jonathan displays that and Saul does not. I do think like that's
1: so, like that kind of struck me when I was reading this, even in speaking uh, that last part kind of dovetails into like Jonathan and David's relationship and where they make this, so this is coming right off the back, right? Of, of David defeating Goliath. He's having a conversation with Saul. Jonathan and David kind of catch eyes in the most bro of bro ways. And they're like, dude, and then they're like, dude. And they've just become brothers, <laughs> yeah. right? And then they yeah. have they have a covenant, but Jonathan strips himself, right, of his armor, even his sword and his bow and his belt. And I think it's easy to kind of read that surface level and be like, that's kind of weird that Jonathan's mm-hmm. all of a sudden naked and oh. has like given David all of his stuff. Right. Um, that feels like it, it's kind of come out of nowhere. But I think in that context, in that cultural context, to receive any part of uh, of an article of clothing from uh, a royal or a sovereign was a huge deal. Mm. And therein is also the humility of Jonathan to basically be like, hey, this— relationship this this biblical as iron sharpens iron one man sharpens another like this brotherhood of commonality is not something that is going to be defined by rank or position and so I'm literally going to give you my title like we are we are equals. This is the wishbone story of the Prince and the Pauper, and uh, coming off K E R H Channel thirteen for all of those of you who grew up in the nineties. But that that is literally like what this is, and I think it's it's easy to kind of like move past that and not really acknowledge that, and that's pretty significant.
0: Sure. What are the what are the misconceptions people make about Jonathan and David?
1: I think a big one is um, there are some people who would say that hey, this is. This is Jonathan and David are are more than just friends mm. there's potentially a relationship that's happening here that maybe uh is inappropriate. Is, is inappropriate or Or they're using it from a place of condoning homosexuality. And they're pointing to Jonathan and David's relationship. To
0: justify their sin.
1: Yeah, as saying, like, well, he loved him as his own soul. Like, it's two men consensually loving one another out of their own soul. I think that's, like, a gross misreading of the text. Mm
0: -hmm. I think we can say for certainty that it is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's good to be aware that that is something that's out there that some people are using. You could encounter that. To justify that position. But— I don't think that it has any real substance behind it other than using scripture to try and justify what you've mm-hmm. already determined in your heart to be right.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I think as you understand the context, as you've already unpacked for us, it becomes very clear that that's not what this story is is even about. So you keep moving through it. And we get to these dowries. And I think, am I pitching it to Ryan?
1: <laughs> no, I mean I, the dowry is an interesting thing as well. I, I I also think that I mean that's pretty crazy that um, that first off that that was even set as a dowry. Um, but David for those is, who
0: don't know, what is a dowry?
1: So a dowry is basically a a, a bridal price. Hmm. It was something that was culturally significant in this time period. But in order to marry my daughter, you must you know, go out there and lasso the moon for her. And that's the mm. that's the price of me giving you my daughter's hand. And usually it was done with like head of cattle or something. Sheep. Yeah, sheep, which, yeah, maybe is for a different time. But yeah, in this case, there was some subtle manipulation happening by Saul, mm-hmm. um, who's trying to figure out, a way to get rid of David because mm-hmm. he's he's gotten extremely jealous of him he knows about the the promise that David will become king and that his dynasty will end and so he's manipulating circumstance to say, okay, how can I get my hands dirty without getting my hands dirty? I'm going to do something that seems so impossible. So absurd. So absurd. Like David's going to have to go. He's going to have to kill the Philistines. He's then going to have to defile their bodies and bring me back,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, a whole bag of foreskins, all right? And he sets it at a 100, right? Because that's just already crazy. that's just insane. And then David literally... Double doble is
2: it. <laughs> the old duble doble. <laughs> the
1: old duble doble.
2: One of the things that we don't want to miss in this passage is the fact that David um, is a type of Christ, that we can see Jesus in the Old Testament through David. And David, later in his life, the reason that we need Christ, that we need a new David, is because David was successful in doing this very same thing that Saul was attempting to do. David found himself back against the wall, had sinned and was trying to clean it up. And he sends Uriah out into the battlefield intentionally to have him killed. And and that's just evidence of David's brokenness that despite his faithfulness and all the ways we can celebrate his life in the story. And as we continue in 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, um, that we need someone better and that Jesus is coming and he is the king who will come from David's line, who will live a perfect life and who will not be tempted um, to take things into his own hands and will not revile when he, revile in return when he is reviled. And so we see Jesus um, through David and we see the better David in Jesus.
0: Thank you guys for being here. It is fun to read the Bible with friends. Uh, friends listening, I bet you got a good taste of our our laughter as we talked about the, these topics. So thank y'all. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Thanks for
1: listening. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you
2: download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.